What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. Sean, I think we're up to episode 16, if I'm not mistaken. We're, we're moving right along. Probably right. Yeah. And, and football season's here. Uh, the first NFL Sunday is over. We saw a blowout last Thursday with the Bills over the Rams. We talked about that last week. And to be quite honest, there wasn't a whole lot of good football played yesterday, in my opinion. I, I thought well, I that some stupid coaching, some Major, terrible. That was, that was a big, great, aside from quarterback play, really good quarterback mm-hmm. play for some and bad for others. I thought the coaching decisions were elementary school at times. As we do every week now, the show is brought to you by Bet Online. It is, Segs, and uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews uh, and news of every league and for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B L E A V 50. That's capital letters BLEAV50. It's believe, but just so you understand how to do it, B L E A V 50. Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, and then when did college kickers make it to the NFL and just start kicking like college kickers again? Because there was missed kicks all over the place when it came to NFL Sunday. But let's just start here. What was your most impressive uh, win or player or coach or anybody? What was your most impressive of the first NFL Sunday? Um. You know, I was uh, let me let me take both de- de- uh, impressive, and then I'll give you where I was disappointed. Aside yeah, from that's like hard. you said, that coaches, I think impressive. Saquon Barkley stuck out to me, Sakes. Yeah. You know, because I, I'm not a first round running back guy, if that makes sense. Usually, and I thought, well, is this ever going to pan out? You know what I'm saying? I've got to that point where I was like, when when is this going to happen? Well. And meaning Saquon Barkley's health and helping the team where he looked like a a difference maker. And he sure did against Tennessee. I, th- I think that stuck out. And then I can go to, I was impressed with Kirk Cousins. He, he was, yeah. he did, he played great football over the week. I don't like to just make it a quarterback thing. Hell, I was impressed with Jerry Hughes on the Texans, two sacks and, a, and an interception. I thought he played damn good football. We can go, um, the resilience of Carson Wentz and, the, and, 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 and with all the stuff he's been through, right? Um, hell, the Colts coming back from 20 to three. I can go, but Mahomes sending a loud message to quit talking Ooh. about everybody else. I'm pretty, I'm still pretty good. Yeah. And then the Herbert Allen thing's still obvious, right? It's still obvious to me that they're both great players. We're, we're loaded with some really good players at the top. And I liked your Chicago Bears dealing with all the crap and still finding a way to win against a team that's supposed to be better. I mean, there's a lot of good things and there's some negatives. Uh, Joe Burrow's got to protect the ball more. I'm trying to give Oof. him the Oof. the 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 you know surgery with a appendix mm-hmm. hall pass because I've had that and I know, and he doesn't want a hall pass, but you know he'll play better. And I thought the Green Bay Packers stunk up the place. I, I they didn't look ready to play. It looked like Aaron Rodgers had to do some babysitting on offense, and he didn't have his best game. And Derek Carr's got to play better. Saying you can't take those sacks late, 
and you can't throw three picks in that division. So there's quite there's quite a few of them. And let me just throw a little bit of love. I think we always start with quarterbacks, but Tua to just kind of do his yeah. thing and be and be he looks smooth and relaxed, if not spectacular throws at times, because he faced a lot of crap from people the last year and a half and two years. So I, I like that as well. Yeah, just to, I, I was going to bring up Tua as one of my more impressive of the weekend. Just the fact that he was out there, he was making plays, he was putting his receipt, you know, he has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill now. We know how fast they are. We know how explosive they are. He was getting them the ball in spots that they could continue moving forward and use that speed. He was showing that accuracy. And, I mean, I'm still seeing today and yesterday NFL analysts from big networks trying to put this guy down for the first throw of the game that was clearly tipped and it did, you know, and, and it went downward and it's, it's just, I don't understand why him. And honestly, I'm seeing it more and more now to an extent for Justin Fields is, is two guys quarterbacks that I feel like are getting unfair criticism. And then we're seeing, you know, some quarterbacks that, make a great throw, but play a terrible game. And they're being pumped up as the next guy. I mean, if you well, watch, we, we keep, we get, we're giving Trey Lance. Did he get in the hall pass? Mac Jones got a hall pass. Mac Jones didn't play great football. No, that's what I'm Trevor, saying. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence gets a hall pass. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? You're, you're 100%. I, I don't know, Sigs, and I want you to finish your point. Yeah. But I don't understand the ultra hate for him. I, I really don't. I, I, I do not. The, when I say hate, it's almost like people wish him to fail. Yes, because he wasn't drafted ahead of Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, That's well, it. how dare like it's like it, Daniel Jones faces the same shit. Now Daniel Jones has turned the ball over plenty, but they, they were they were they wanted him to go back to Duke before he set foot in, in New York. Now he's got a lot to fix. He stepped his game up with Brian Dable this past weekend. Much credit. But you remember when he came out of Duke? Sags, you and I worked there. It's like, oh. This guy can't. Well, why'd you draft him? How horrible mm-hmm. are they for? Was it Dave Gettleman's pick? I yep. think Segs maybe. And they went through it, and he, they weren't even gonna give him a fighting chance. Now he's got a lot to do. Like I said, it's like two. It's like oh, you drafted him out of Herbert, even when people were questioning if Herbert was gonna be the type of player that he is. And here's Tua. It's like when he has success, people'd rather validate their bad opinion of him than they would validate the guys. The guy stepped up and played well, and he's well coached by Mike McDaniel. So. It, it 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 bothersome, and I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I just don't understand this. You know, this is even something I was going to talk about, but this, it, it's mainly on ESPN because that's the biggest sports network, but why these former players like Dominique Foxworth and Ryan Clark, did you see the Ryan Clark thing with the Seattle Seahawks? He, he was doing the telestrator and whatnot, and – they were going through a play where for Geno Smith showing a good play from Geno Smith. He took time out of that explaining the play to highlight Drew Locke on the sideline and say, that's where he needs to be. Like, why, why do you have to do that kind of shit? You look like idiots. Yeah. Sags, that's such a good point. I didn't see it. And now that you mentioned, but now that when you say that, it's like, well, this is a regular occurrence. Geno Smith playing good football. Why, why go circle and why find Drew Locke? Nobody exactly. We're all sitting here saying Geno played out of his mind and outplayed Russ Wilson in Denver. Good, good for him. 
Hell, does Ryan Clark really, and I love Ryan, but does ESPN, do we really believe that Ryan Clark had Geno Smith playing like he did last night, that it was a no-brainer going in, and that he was the guy? Oh, I'm sure no trade talk ever came up. Listen, I'll pound the table for Ryan. I think Ryan Clark's smart and really good and has got experience playing in the league. And I'm just using him as an example because you brought it up because I did not Mm -hmm. see it. I I don't get a chance to see much of it. But when I see that, it's like, what's the point? What are you trying to say? That that you thought Gina was going to be a star or it's a hot take? Listen, I'm so tired. I'm talking about on any network, any radio stuff of hot take horse shit. I am. I am. People, yet they don't lose. When when people say stuff like that, it's like, 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 it'd be like somebody saying, well, Tom Brady's the 15th best quarterback of all time. But mm-hmm. they don't lose their credibility for saying it. We respect hot take crap more than we do somebody like a Kirk Herbstreet or a, a a Nate Burleson who just goes up there and gives you good, solid yes. football talk without feeling like he has to create the news. He's just reporting it, giving his honest analysis. I said, Dan Orlovsky, I see it does a great job. I, I think that Marcus Spears is, does, does a nice job, too, breaking down football. You know, we go all over them. Ryan, they do. I just don't know why sometimes you got to revert to it. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Especially it just doesn't make sense. Football, as those guys know. And what purpose is it serving me to say this is where this guy needs to stay? As if every expert in the world knew Geno Smith. Listen, 95% of experts thought Geno Smith was a stopgap. Yeah. And it's one game. And he may still be, or Geno Smith may have arrived, and you say, finally got his opportunity again. God bless him. We should be telling Geno Smith how good he played. Yeah. As opposed to telling Drew Locke, you stay right there because you suck because you're the backup. I mean, what, what purpose other than clicks to get a reaction? Somebody in a production meeting said, let's make a hot take thing instead of lifting up what Geno Smith did because he played outstanding football last night. We're going to focus on Ryan Clark's, I mean, on uh, on Drew Locke. And I think you said it was Ryan Clark who did mm-hmm. it. It was, yeah. Like I said, I think Ryan does a really good job. I just don't understand the attacking of one or the saying that to one to get us to react. And we're doing it as opposed to telling me how good Geno Smith played last night because I thought he was, Sags, he was the difference in the game. He was. And the, and, and the red zone defense by the by the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it, it was he was great last night. Um, before we get into some coach, some other some disappointment for me outside of I guess a good win for the Seahawks last night. The NFC West, like this is supposed to be one of the better divisions in football. You I mean, I know it's only one week, it's the first week of football, but the 49ers losing to a bad Bears team in a game that should be set up for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. The style they play, running the football, you know, it was it was a monsoon at one point. There was water on the field from the get-go. It was bad footing. Guys were slipping. But that benefits a run game. And what do we always talk about with the 49ers? Right. The run game. And quite frankly, Trey Lance was just putrid. He was bad. And, it, you know, a good win for a Bears team that, you know, I've said on here I'm a Bears fan. I thought they were going to be a top five pick in in the league. Let's see how they play and see how Justin, you know, he didn't have his best game. But again, this isn't a game where you're expecting 340 yards passing and five touchdowns. Both quarterbacks only completed, I think, eight and nine passes in the game. But the 49ers losing, the Rams losing on last Thursday night, getting their 
asses kicked by the Bills. The Cardinals just letting Patrick Mahomes carve them up like they had no defense out there. I mean, what a disappointing division. And if you look at it, the Bears, the the lowly Bears with no offensive talent, we've talked about outside of Justin Fields, outscored every team in that division in a monsoon at 19 points. And we're, and we're far more resilient than the other teams involved. So yeah. I'm just telling you, they were. They, they looked like, you know what they look like? They look like a team that said, you know, we're desperate, meaning in a good way. Sometimes desperation can be a good thing if you funnel it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to get any credit for Fields taking them out for three straight scores because the 49ers got three straight penalties to give them extended yeah. drives, right? Right, right. And that their second half was was great. And listen, and it's almost like, oh, they got bad personnel, so we can't give them credit for one win. Hell, yeah. why wouldn't you? And you're yeah. right. Arizona, listen, until Arizona starts to show, I, 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 Arizona's got to prove to me they're they're tougher. Sags, I'm not sure how tough they are. Does that, do you agree? Yeah. I don't know how tough up. they are. No, no question. Number two is the Rams, and you and I said it, Sags, I don't have them in the, in the NFC Championship game. No. I, it's going to be tough. Now, listen, am I burying a team after one? Hell no. They're, person, they're going to win a lot. Cups yes, good. They're, they're, they're a playoff Robinson's team, I think. Good. Of course they are. And they and they could very well do it. I don't put it this way. There's three or four teams. I can name uh, half a dozen teams in football right now that in a game I would take over the Rams. I would honestly. I mean, today I think the yes. Vikings can beat the Rams tomorrow. Don't you? I, I really do. I know Tampa Bay can't. Oh yeah. I, I know. I know the Buccaneers can. And in the AFC, Chargers, I damn well know Buffalo can. Kansas City can. So we're looking at a half a dozen teams that are better than what was supposed to be best team it's one week but i saw some i saw a few uh little problems in the the, there's a little super cracks in that team last week and we only got one game to judge them on you know the old if the season in a day i only got them one to judge on hell if i'm doing that the vikings may have been the best team in the nfc this past weekend and the bucks going on and doing it without an offensive line so you're right they outscored them and then it's the 49ers listen I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reserve the passing judgment, even from Fields yes, to and Lance, because it's hard. I listen. Accuracy, grip, and the ball. I get it. But guess what? They both had to play in it. You still got to gut it out. You hey. You still got to make smart decisions, even if you can't throw the ball where you want to throw right. it. Correct. Because the and interceptions on Lance were completely on Lance. There, and on one in particular on, was, and the one was, all, and the real, the one that you uh, both were, and you know the one I'm talking about was just you can't, you just can't do it. Right? Yeah. The, 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 and he threw two of them. So whether or not not tip balls up, I get those. But I'm talking about decisions that cause picks. Yes. And so he's got some fixing to do, Segs. And I'm with you 100. The lowly Bears, mm-hmm. the lowly the, the the lowly Giants, the Texans had a chance. The lowly Texans, but they did yes. have a chance to do it. And we go through some lowlies, right? The lowlies played pretty damn good football at times. Hell yeah, they did. Teams that were supposed to. Yeah. And I and you know what? I don't know how long we're going to get to enjoy it, but I'm here for it. Okay. Right now, the lowlies are saying, I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one, right? Hey, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, you know, oh, next Sunday night, the Bears are just going to get their ass beat by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like always. But what what did the Packers show you that, you know, the Bears can't at least compete with them? I mean, Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to murder Sunday. Yeah, he's going to murder those wide receivers. Oh, dude, did you, see, you know what it reminded me of, Segs? Remember Brady doing the babysitting at the end in New England when he was mm-hmm. like that frustrating year? That look on Roger's face felt like it was like he was he was having a baby, like he was like 
the stay-at-home dad with 14 kids under the age of right. three, as you well know about that when you had your twin, yep. right? But it's like, oh, my gosh, I love them, but they're frustrating the heck out of me right now because I'm. they want this, and four of them want to eat at a different time, and one dropped his sandwich like the, the football <laughs> thrown down the field. Dude, if, if the Bears play the, 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 the Packers, if they both play like they did last Sunday, the, the Bears will be 2-0. and I'm, yeah. I'm just telling you, they will be 2-0 now. I saw this movie last year when Rodgers and that team got their ass handed to him by New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And we saw we saw how the rest of the season went. Right. So I I know you're not writing that dude off either because he's capable, but there's a few pieces missing to that puzzle that they had last year that we'll see. And all it takes is a team to get a little bit believing in themselves. And one thing we always know, the Bears will play physical. Ibraflus had him playing good football in yeah. a in, in a time when you could have just called it a hall pass for Sunday because of the weather. I love that they competed. Right. Yeah, defense was flying around, and, and Justin Fields made plays with his feet to extend the plays and throw a Amen. touchdown, and, and Luke Getzey called a good game that set him up to, to beat a what we think is a good 49ers team, depending on the quarterback position. But uh, another Great. disappointment that leads into the next topic is the Dallas Cowboys. I know Dak got hurt, and, and they were the only team in week one not to score a touchdown. But before Dak got hurt, he was garbage. That offense was garbage. They were terrible. Oh, man. And, it's, it's, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is – is uh, a, he's a number two back on most teams, if not all teams right now, because he just he, – he, he looks out of shape. He looks slow. He looks like he's not really interested when he's running the football. So disappointing there. And then of course, Dak hurts his thumb and has surgery. And, you know, most are saying he's out six to eight weeks. We got Jerry coming on. Uh, yes. With today saying, Nope, he's only gonna be out four weeks and we're not even putting him on IR, which I mean, uh, you tell me you're a quarterback. I'm sure you've hurt your throwing hand thumb. I mean, four weeks for what he did. That seems like wishful thinking and almost like, you're going to force your quarterback back before he's fully healthy and risk ruining the entire season for and the range of the, the range of motion segs. I mean, I have hit my, I haven't had mm-hmm. surgery, but I've, I've, I have hit it to the point where it's still swelled up because you either get it surgery or you just let it heal. It's like a yeah. toe, right? What are you right, going right. to do? And I've hit it and it's still the lower base of my throwing thumb from hitting it years ago. It's still, I got a big part off the, of the big bump on it. It just doesn't heal. And you're right. not really, it's like, Mine wasn't as bad where it needed surgery. Maybe these this day and age it would. And you just deal with it, and eventually the strength comes back. But the grip strength, holding the ball, the thumb is so important because, the, I mean, that, that that's the firmest part of your grip. Yeah. The other ones are in your fingertips, right? That's holding the fat part and the part of the ball you need to hold on to it. So that's one thing. And how strong will the grip be? And then when you do it, are you just going to put him in because you're going to limit yourself to throw and you're going to hand it off? I, I, I'm with you. I think it's awfully ambitious to think he's going to be back after getting a cut on cut on in four weeks that's one i'm with you listen if both of them are put and gave the same amount of carries tony pollard's a better player than ezekiel oh, elliott right 100%. now far more explosive you're 100 he's no longer a bell cat he's a he'll give you 120 yard performance this year somewhere yeah, for sure he'll give you 40 yards 60 he just he's not a he's not a he's not in the henry or the jonathan taylor he's not that guy he, he's just not it's not a dog on him. He's just not. He's not a guy that you go in and you got a game plan against anymore. Y'all game plan against the run, every defense coordinator. But I'm talking about where you say, 
if I stop Derrick Henry, you can't beat me. If I stop Jonathan Taylor, you can't beat. That's how those and, type of running yeah. backs, right? Now and Barkley they, in New York. Again, I'll say it, and and I know you've agreed in the past. Depending on the guys, don't give running backs second contracts ever. ever. I don't care ever. who it is. I know Derrick Henry's awesome, but look, he got paid. He got hurt. He, you know, and yeah, could he be good again? Sure. But now you've lost almost a full season of yeah. after he was paid. You know, you just don't pay these guys because it almost never works out. Stegs, I'll give him a second contract. Guess what it'll be? Short term. Yes. I, I'll talk short term. a two year deal. Sure. Exactly if you want, right. you know, two years, 30 right. million. Once whatever. I give you five or six after that, I'll give you, I'll give you 15 million if you're that guy, but you're getting it for two years and I'll guarantee 20 of it. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with that. I'm just not giving you a seven year deal. I don't care. I just, I can't do it. That takes you into your 30s, and unfortunately, you got to be a special freak show to get, especially the punishment that some of those guys like he, yes, as good as sure. as good as Jonathan Taylor is now, six years from now, Sags is going to be a different player. I, I'm he just is, and unless of course we find the fountain of youth and something happens, and but he's a hell of a player now, and that's why you milk him as long as you can, yeah, and maximize you, every ounce of it, and then <laughs> and, and then you then you go on to the. Then you then you got to go on to the next guy. So with that, Sags, Cowboys, major disappointment. I reserve a hall pass on my show, but I took them Sags, a healthy Cowboys quarterback. Screw the injury. Watching that game, I wanted a hall pass Ooh. at halftime to get to the NFC Championship. Yeah. I told my guys, I said, I'm giving everybody college or NFL. You get one mulligan, and it's got to <laughs> be done by the end of September. And you know who my mulligan is. Out goes out, out, they're done. Anybody who took Notre Dame probably wants that mulligan for their thing, oh, but and we'll geez. talk about college later in the week. But out goes the Cowboys because and Sigs they didn't take care of their backup quarterback position either. They just these teams that just assume, ah, man, think about your Bears the years that Josh McCown came off the bench mm-hmm. and how good they were, right? Yeah, they saved themselves. I, I just don't the, the teams like Buffalo with Case Keenum, teams like even the Saints with Andy Dalton. Teddy Bridgewater in Miami, Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, who's the best of the group. You're, 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 if you're a playoff team and you haven't prepared yourself like this, and you're just going to throw caution to the wind and hope something doesn't happen, you're an idiot. And I, I don't know why they would. You'll invest in a backup defensive tackle. Why wouldn't you invest in a quarterback if you're a playoff team? Right. I don't get it. I don't yeah, get it. And, and now we sit here and it sounds like, you know, from the sound of all reports that we're hearing out of Dallas, they're going with Cooper Rush, and I mean, well, I, Cooper Rush has not played much, but I, I definitely don't think he's a guy that's going to go in there and say he's there for six games. I don't even think he goes three and three with that offense. I don't think they have the type of running game or, you know, the defense is still solid, but I just don't think Cooper Rush is the guy. I You know, there was some names thrown around. Uh, I thought Mason Rudolph is at least a guy that's played um, I threw and, his and name out there. You'd be willing there. to part with if you're Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're willing yeah to if part you're Pittsburgh, he's your number three. Like, right. take a fifth, fourth, fifth, or sixth round pick for him. Uh, I thought if you're the Bears, why wouldn't you call and offer up Trevor Simeon? I mean, just say, the hey, experience. you know, yep. yeah, he's got starting experience. He's won football games in the past. If you're the Bears, you're not thinking playoffs at this moment. So you're hoping that go get an asset. Exactly. Go get a pick of some kind. So, I mean, there's plenty of names, but if you're Dallas, it sounds like they're going to stick with Cooper Rush. And 
all I can say is good luck to you there. Yeah, yeah, Sags, and the way they were playing, I know it was one game, and Tampa's defense flies around. I, oh, yeah. I, we had talked. I told you I believe Tampa's defense is really, really good, and we saw them fly around. I'm not sure they're going 3-3 three and three with Dak the way they the way they look. Yeah. The way they sure. looked in that Agreed. game before the injury. I'm not sure they're winning th- three games in the next six with, with in the next four weeks or two games and going 500 without with Prescott, let alone without him, the way that that offense, there's, there's something missing fluid-wise, and I don't know – you know, it's, it just never gets to the point. When I watch those great, it's like like even Cincinnati, even though Burrow threw it to the other team four times, you know, they're still rolling, right? I mean, you, you felt like they time. could come back even against absolutely. a good Pittsburgh defense. A- a- absolutely. And in truth, I never felt like they were out of the game. Right. Because we know what kind of web there's team. With Brady's playing and you got him by two and a half touchdowns and it's the third quarter with those receivers. I'm not you. you no, you're a, you're they're, a dumbass. They're right you there. Yeah. You can't, right, that's exactly right. So we know that there's those type of teams. Hell, I'm not counting the Rams out with Cup and that group either. Right. But, for sure. But you, you just there's something that it's it's almost like it's a it's an, a 12 cylinder engine that is got it's got eight of them, but four of them were wondering why they're not firing. Does that make yeah. sense in the yep. Dallas off? They got weapons, but it's just like eh. It's a, I need to take it in for a tune-up, and it's a brand-new vehicle. What the hell's going on here? That's the problem. All right, and then moving to the next topic, I, I'm sure you wanted to throw your phone, remote, uh, any your dogs, I mean, anything there, you could I, grab and throw at the TV when in your city of Houston, Lovey Smith has fourth and five from what was it, about the 40, the Colts 46-ish or so? Well, if it was fourth I, and one, I mean, oh, you talked fourth and three on the last play, or three. fourth and three, excuse you, me, yeah, yes, fourth and three. Yeah, you were thinking of last night was fourth yeah, and five. Yeah, I was thinking Russ fourth and five last night. Yeah, right, fourth and three yeah, for the Texans. Inside a minute, forty some seconds to go, third down and one. Right, and then fourth and three when they handed it to a guy who's never been a feature back at any Rex point in Burkhead. his career, who is a solid number, who's your number three guy. Yeah, he's a third down and back. You, right, and he got in 19 the passing touches game. in the game. 19 touches in the game. 19 stage. touches. He's the, the never guy been that, a feature guy in his life, and he's in his 30s now. The guy they've talked up all offseason, Damian Pierce, the Pierce. guy that, you know, they had people taking him in fantasy drafts in the second and third round because they've talked him up so much. What did he touch? 10 times? Touched it 10 times? He touched it 11, 11, 11. times. 10 and, carries and the, in a catch or something? Right, and, and, like, and Lovey Smith says, we wanted to put him in more. Well, then, then why do it? You, I mean, you get caught up in the game, then get his ass out. So Burkhead's the guy that comes and gets five touches in a four-minute drill to kill the clock because yep. you trust the, he's yes. not going to lay it on the ground. He's going to yep. block the right guy. Yes. Third and one, Segs, he's in there for a reason. We're going to hand it to him. That doesn't even give me a threat of getting to the edge. It's between the tackles. Nothing. You saw what happened. I still exploded my head. So you go ahead and finish your question. Was I throw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, out yeah. of my friggin' mind. Throwing everything when it's fourth and three in Colts territory with about 40-ish seconds left. And, and, it he, got, and after the in play, a tie so game, down to 26 seconds, right? Yeah. In right. a tie game, he in punts. In overtime, he punts. So all and the Colts had was a few seconds left to, yep. you know, try a Hail Mary to. It, the game ended in a tie because Lovey Smith here, punted. Here, here's, and listen, he's good for this team because he's a good stabilizing factor. People don't know all about him in your town, as yeah. we know. And just because we criticize it doesn't mean I don't think he's going to do some good things. Because I think he's done some good things with defense. They, even though the statistics say the, the Colts did whatever they wanted with Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan, 
they still down in the red zone did a great job of uh of the Jonathan Taylor on the on the wildcat stuffing it. They did some really and they're active. The Petries flying around hitting people. Their corners are far better things than when you oh, were yeah. here with Stingley and Nelson. They're making far more plays, right? So there's a substance there that says, and Jerry Hughes, okay, something to build on. And Jonathan Taylor's not exactly chopped liver. He's a tough guy no. to play against. And Matt Ryan's cagey enough to make some throws. Well, with that, Burkhead in a game. You were 20 to three in the fourth quarter. You had the lead and you gave and you and you literally urinated down your league, gave it away because you just you, you didn't execute and gave Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor too many chances. Then you the the the, the rhyme or reason of why Burkhead's in the game at that time. And then Segs, if you're listen. If you're making this decision in December, and let's say you're ten and four, right, right, and you're in the playoff hunt, and a tie is going to win you a half a game in the division, and you're going to make the playoffs, you don't do these things when one, you're trying to win your team over, you're trying to show trust, you're trying to have. Listen, it's almost it feels like a loss, and I know because that tie is not going to make one bit of difference when the division is decided in late December. You know that as a fact. It will for the Colts. Yes, it may now, but it, it it's prop because they're going to be. The, the Texans are not going to be standing there winning the division unless there's some miracle. Kind of like the Giants aren't going to win the NFC East. But right. there's hope, right? You got some hope because the Giants, and now the, and the Giants, look at the difference how locker rooms feel. Brian Dable said, gives the middle finger, fourth and one, we got to go for it. And then we score, and then we're going to go for two points. I'm getting out of here. I'm not playing for that tie and go to overtime. I'm playing to get my butt out of here. We're going to beat you now. And they did. I just think, to me, I can like Lovey Smith, but hate the decision. I think it sent the wrong message. I think you had a chance to prove to you. You said there's going to be change in culture and the way we do things, and you played it like you're a defensive head coach. You played scared, and here was his answer. Settle. He used the word settle, and he thought, well, I'd, I'd rather take the tie than the loss, which already tells me you thought your defense couldn't get off the field on that lap yeah. with 26 seconds left if you to give the ball back. And on the other side, see, I was thinking, Segs, go for the win. If you don't win, defense will get me off the field. One catch and a completion tackle, and you get out, and then you you go for the then you then if you tie, okay. But I was thinking, go down and win the damn game. You've got a chance to steal one against a team that's better than you. Yeah, I hated it, and I I, I couldn't stand the message it sent. And when people say, well, yeah, it's good to play, no, it isn't. It said no, there there was nothing gained by playing for a tie. Period. Other than you're gonna be you're gonna end up being what six zero and one. You know, I mean, you know, six, yeah. what is it, six, ten, and one at the end of the season? I can't stand it. They should have gone for it. And then you could face your team and say, I believe in you. Brian Dable won his team over, even if they'd have failed on the two point conversion. Love, love, and I love Coach Smith. I thought it was a, a weak ass decision. I did. Yeah. It, it's just the matter of fact of next time, say week three, you're in a close game. I think they play the Bears week three, if I'm not mistaken. You're in a close game, two bad teams. It's fourth and two late in the game. And you know what? Lovey's like, yeah, let's go for it. If you're Davis Mills, it's like, why are we going for it now? Like, right. But you you obviously don't believe in us. So why are you picking now? Either that thought is in the back of all their minds when you see it. Okay. They're playing. A, yeah. Sakes, they're playing Denver this week. Yeah. Okay. Denver coming off a loss and they're on the road to Denver. So what happens? Honestly, what happens if you're, if they face a playoff team capabilities, possible veteran quarterback, Let's say they're inside Denver's territory and it's the same situation. Does he do it again or does he say, no, 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 I got to go for it this time. I can't settle for a second tie. My point is if you're not worried about settling for a second one, why the hell would you have settled right. for a first one? 
Uh, you, you give me, you, you see what I'm saying? And it put your best threat on the field. You don't keep Reggie Bush on the sidelines in a national title game against Texas. You even if you don't give it to him, you put his ass on the field. Not the guy that you know is going to get tackled. Meaning Rex Burkhead in this one. A lot of respect for him. If he touches the ball 19 times this week, Sags, I'm I, I'm quitting football. <laughs> okay, maybe not quitting, but I'm going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> the one word that immediately came to my mind when I was watching it was a word I've heard you say a million times in the in the years we've known each other. It was chicken shit. That was the immediate yes. word I, I thought when I think I even said it out loud to my dad when we were watching it. it it's just like, right. It's just I'd been so pissed if I was a Texans fan or, you know, if I was still working there. Like, it, yeah, like right. I, I, I listened to the show and you guys rightfully we're just going off on it and it's just something that you know you had fans calling in they were all most of them were right i heard a few you know throughout the day there in houston kind of defending the move but if it was the fourth quarter sure right move send it to overtime maybe you get a win but right this was, right this was not right. the fourth quarter this and, is not where you keep and, playing and, and like i said if you're a playoff team and it's the middle of december yeah. And a tie is going to help you win the division by a half game two weeks later. By all means, dude, go for it. But I was thinking, hell, play action, give me a run pass option. Mills can dive a yard. I mean, anything yeah. that gives me a chance to swing through a kick and win it or go down and in the damn thing, right? Because remember, at that point in time, both teams had had their possession, right? Six, right. So a field yep. goal ends it. What? Go win the damn I mean, game. What? Thank you. Thank and it, and then look like at it's a loser's lament to think about tying instead of going for the win. Right. And then look at last night. You had Nathaniel Hackett 50 something seconds left in the game and they just let the clock go. Time no. You I don't know if you saw the Manning cast. Peyton was immediately like timeout, timeout, timeout. Yes. Yeah, timeout. Call timeout, call timeout, call timeout. And if you're Russ, why why are you not? You're you're a veteran. Why are you not calling timeout? Yeah, what are you? What are you afraid the coach is going to get mad yeah. at you on the side? Just deal with that later. I said that on my show this morning. I said, "Listen, I'll beg permission rather than ask for forgiveness." Yeah. I mean, I'll beg forgiveness rather than ask permission. I'm like, screw that. If he's not calling, you throw a timeout on him and go over there and he chews you out and say, "Coach, I went. Why wait? Let's make the decision without paying." Thirty some, almost forty seconds roll off the clock, right, Sags? Yeah, and yeah. Went from fifty to something a, to twenty-two yard. or something. Yeah, nuts. And you just paid this guy two hundred fifty million dollars. He's one of the best quarterbacks. He's a veteran quarterback. You trust him to make that play with a group of wide receivers that are very good with a young back who yes. is very good. You know, it, you have talent there. And they chose again, like you said, to kick a 64 yarder to win it with a kicker that's never kicked 60. I think he's kicked 61. And he even said, he's like, I've and never missed kicked like 64. four or five of it. Yeah. Right. It's just, what are you takes- doing? If it's in Denver where there's an altitude distance, okay, like, yeah, yeah that, I got a yes. chance. Maybe, maybe. Yes. It's in Seattle. It's the air is a little more dead. Well, a lot more than mile than the mile high city. Yeah. And I get like you said, if I'm paying, okay, what would what would Andy Reid have done? Oh, he would have went for it. Mahomes he would have called the ball in his hand. Called timeout. He would have called timeout. Holmes. He and B enemy would have discussed and said, listen, fourth and five, where's our best chances? Yeah. Hell, the kicker would have looked and said, put it in 15's what, hands, man. You know what Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy would have done? They would have went to Patrick Mahomes and been like, 
What's your play? What's the play you would like to run yeah, here? Not, in it's this already situation. a matter we're going for. It. It's not even yes, right. Exactly. It's not even a question whether we're going for what play. What play do you like best on fourth and five? Exactly. And trust that he's going to make the throw. And then you know he just takes hell with all that time left. It even no time. You go spike it. Now it's second down. Now I get you ten more yards on a completion. Spike it again, and now we can kick. Yeah, set it, up a forty-yard kick. Right, right. Nathaniel Hackett coached. Like he was like like it was a pop warner, like he forgot that dude, remember you were an assistant in Green Bay? Now you're the head coach. This is on you. Did you not look at your sheet during the week and say, if there's this, we do this? Just like you ask us as players to do as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. You ask us, hey, in third and five, have a play in mind in case the used to be in case the headset goes out. Or if I can't, if you can't see the signals because the weather, have you have a play in mind that you can run on third and five or fourth and five right. or fourth and one. You ask us to do it as players. I'm asking you as a coach to understand game situations. He went haywire, and I can't stand it. Yeah, and then last but not least, we'll end on this. Another dumb decision coaching-wise, the Jets. LaFleur's the OC, right? 59 pass attempts for Joe Flacco. 59. This game wasn't 45 to 6. It was 24 to 9. You're within two scores. And you have your backup quarterback because your start young starter got hurt. Throw 59 times in week one. I mean, that's just coaching malpractice, in my opinion. And and you know, you win. if you're Robert Sala, how are you not saying, hey, run the ball some? Like let, let's change things up because it's obviously not working. You threw it 59 times and scored nine points. Pathetic. Especially as a defensive coordinator who sees it, you're sitting there as a defensive coordinator, Robert Solon, saying, you throw 59 times unless your name's Brady, Mahomes, or one of those other cats, most of the regular world, yes. the normal dudes, I'm going to I'm gonna beat your brains in. Yeah. Please throw it 59 times. Right. Because then I'm going to feast on you. And I didn't like Rob, and I'm a huge Sala fan, because we've talked yeah. about him when he was leaving. I'm, I, I know players love him, and I respect him, and I think he's going to be a hell of a coach. But he's also talked about, well, I'm keeping receipts. He's worried about like yeah, what people up. are saying about his team. Yeah, yeah, just stop it. Just friggin' stop it. Well, if your quarterback walked in and Zach Wilson, I'm keeping receipts on the future. Dude, I'll tell you what receipt to keep. What's a strong safety doing when he blitzes exactly. when you come back from injury yeah. and you throw a side adjustment in a hot? I, I just don't get that. What's he think? Dude, you keep losing like this, and as good as the coach he, he may be, three years from now, you ain't going to get to keep receipts. You're going to be turning yours in and coaching somewhere else. So yeah. I, I just never understood that. Oh, I'm keeping score now. Just keep the score on the field. Go win. That's the greatest remedy and argument for anything, Sigs, and you and I both know it. I didn't like the way they went about it. They throw 59 times, 15 times this year. They'll lose 14 of them. Exactly. And you and I both know it. Exactly. All right, that'll do it. Uh, Thursday, we'll come back. We'll do another one, all college football, because, I mean, what a weekend that was. And then we'll look ahead to Saturday with some really good games. And then Friday, we'll come back and give you a third one, uh, talking – uh nfl what's coming up oh. this weekend yeah who, who, who needs a big win this weekend maybe a team like dallas i don't know if they'll get it though that's it this is sean salisbury show he's sean i'm adam thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube